This is Brain Diet, episode number 114. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? Have you signed up for my free 30 Days to Jumpstart Your Summer Nutrition program? This is a program that begins May 22nd. It goes for 30 days, right? Because summer begins on June 21st. So we start on May 22nd and it is an email a day filled with information, but it's going to be brief. All this information regarding health, nutrition, mindset, um, I've kind of consolidated it and streamlined it. So it's really brief, but it's really effective. And you will be getting an email every morning and it will entail things that you can do and pieces to the puzzle to jumpstart your nutrition in 30 days before summer begins. So like I said, this is a free program that I'm doing just because I know that as we go into summer, sometimes there is that focus on like, okay, I want to really take care of myself and start looking at my nutrition and my weight and all the things. And so this is why I created this is because this is the time where it starts to come up for us. And it is a lot of very helpful information and it's very brief, like I said. And so it's not going to take your whole morning to read it, but it's something that you can read and then apply every single day to really jumpstart your nutrition. So like I said, this is the only time I'm going to do this. Um, What this is not is lose 30 pounds in 30 days (laughs) because that doesn't, that's not how weight loss works. I actually, I posted a reel on Instagram of a bunch of books that I found at a thrift store that had all of these just ridiculous claims on the covers, such as lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And a friend of mine that I went to high school with, who's now a doctor, she is incredible. She's like, I'm sorry, the only way to lose 30 pounds in 30 days is if you were to take an enema. And I'm like, yeah, louder for those in the back, please. (laughs) Because you might lose weight in 30 days, but that does not mean that it's fat. It's likely a whole lot of other things and stuff that you will bring back to your body and probably stuff that you don't care as much to lose when really what we want to lose is fat. We just don't know that, right? We think if we've lost weight that like everything's better, but you might've just gone to the bathroom or decreased some bloat in your body, lost some water weight. I don't know. Anyway, so this program that I'm doing is not lose 30 pounds in 30 days, but the reason that I have made it so all encompassing is because in order for your body to be primed to lose fat or to lose weight, there are other factors that contribute to your body's ability to do that, right? If we're under a lot of stress, that can uh, prevent our bodies from releasing fat. If we are eating certain foods that are causing us to retain water, that can also prevent us from losing weight. Like there are just so many different things that contribute to overall health and overall weight. And so I created this 30 days of like, okay, I'm laying everything I got out there for these 30 days for you guys to be able to really get other pieces into place so that if you do want to lose weight, your body is going to be primed for that, right? And when you jumpstart your nutrition in the way that I am teaching in this 30-day program, you feel better in all the right ways, right? My focus is so much on like sleep quality and real nutrition and not just crash dieting and obviously the mindset piece. If you guys are familiar with anything on the podcast, you know how important 
your mind is when it comes to your body and how it looks and how you want to change it. So anyway, that program begins on May 22nd. So if you want to do that, sign up for it. The link is in the show notes. Um, I'm really excited. It'll just be fun to see some of you guys come in and you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. You can just get the emails and read them and use it however you desire, whatever makes you happy. So anyway, sign up for that if you're interested. It's going to be really awesome. Let's get into today's episode, which is inspired by a story. I feel like partners, whether it's significant others, spouses, they have a way of cutting through our crap like it's nothing. Like there is something, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like there are things where I am so convinced that it is just vastly complicated. And then my husband will say one thing and it all just like dissolves and disappears. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like, that's not fair that you can just do it that easily because I, why can't I? Anyway, it just was this funny moment where we were in the kitchen and I was like, all right, you know, I love you for doing this for me, but I kind of hate you for how good you are at just like cutting through the crap. (laughs) So it was so profound to me in that moment. And I was so inspired by him and what he said. I don't even think he meant to be inspiring, but that's just kind of how he is, my husband. And I was like, I have to do an episode on this because I thought it was so important and so profound. So here was the setting. We were in the kitchen. I was cooking eggs. He was doing dishes. And right now in my life, I am eating at more of a maintenance level, even a slight surplus. I'm doing this on purpose. I want to gain some muscle. I want to really get a lot stronger in the gym. Um, I've also just been a great dieter for a long time and I don't want to do that anymore and I'm sure I'll diet at some time in the future if I want to but right now I just am really happy eating a lot of food fueling my body in a really strategic way getting so much stronger in the gym and just having a better overall quality of life so that's where I am right but with that eating at maintenance and then eating at a surplus right if I'm eating more I gain weight right so even if the scale goes up it's like it's probably not water weight. And sometimes it might be, of course, but when the scale goes up, it's like, well, no, that's kind of the whole purpose of what I'm doing. I am trying to do this. I'm trying to get the scale to go up so I can get stronger and really shift my body composition, right? It's a very deliberate thing. So, and there's so many benefits from doing this, right? Like quality of life really does improve when you are fueling your body adequately. Regardless, the scale has been going up and I have seen changes in my body And naturally, as is usually the case with my brain, I want to make it into a problem, right? I want it to be wrong. It shouldn't be this way that I'm gaining weight, right? Like, and this is just the way that my brain is conditioned. And I think many of our brains are conditioned, like the scale shouldn't go up. So for me, as it's been going up, my brain wants to have a little bit of a freak out. So Ben and I are standing in the kitchen talking about this very briefly. And I said, man, part of me thinks I should just have a freaking meltdown about it. Right? I put that out there. And Ben goes, well, what does the other part of you think? (laughs) And as I stood there at the stove, I was like, oh my gosh, I have options. I have different ways I can think about this. I don't have to 
believe that I have to melt down about this. Like it was so crazy. And especially the way that it was phrased, like, and of course he was so nonchalant with the way he said it, but he was like, well, what is the other part? (laughs) It was almost as if he was saying like, well, that's a lame option to choose. Is there a better one? Is there a better choice for you to choose right now? Because that sounds pretty dang terrible. (laughs) And in that moment, I had forgotten I had a choice. I had forgotten that these thoughts and feelings were just of my own mental creation. These thoughts and feelings were not because anything had actually gone wrong. The part of me that wanted to be like, this is a problem. We should fix this. We shouldn't be eating this much. We should go back into dieting. Something has gone wrong. Are you sure? Like all the freak out mode. That was only a part of what my brain was doing. And it wasn't necessarily true. And that freak out isn't because my body is changing. It's just because of my brain and the way that it's patterned. Thoughts and feelings are what create your actions and your results and not how your body looks. If your body looks a certain way, that's not what makes you feel a certain way. It's how you think about your body looking a certain way, right? Within us, there will always exist two parts. This is because we have different parts to our brain. We have the more problem-finding part and the higher-thinking part. We refer to these parts of our brain as lower brain and higher brain or the reptilian brain and the cortex, right? Regardless, there is the one part of us that wants to find problems in everything and be in total survival mode. And there is another part of us. Those two parts of us always exist. So just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean we have to think and feel that way. It is simply an option our brain is presenting us with here's how I broke this down so and this all happened just in a few seconds in the middle of this conversation where I just was like mind blown left and right in my brain and maybe this sounds silly but this for me I just was like oh my gosh such a great reminder so first of all I'm like okay my brain wants to freak out my brain wants to make this really complicated my brain wants to be overwhelmed by this and then my brain also wants to solve this and to quit doing what I'm doing so I asked myself why do I want to make this a problem Like I look at the scale going up. I look at what's happening. Why does my brain want to make it a problem? Reason number one, people might judge me. If my weight goes up, people might judge me. This was apparently the reason why my brain wants it to be a problem. Spoiler alert, people already do judge me. I just barely missed said a word, right? (laughs) One of the many things people can judge me for. People judge me regardless. No matter what my weight is, people will have judgments about me. So if people judge me because my weight has changed, that's just on them. And it's not like people now aren't judging me. So, okay, debunked that reason. Not a good reason to make this into a problem. Reason number two, I might not be as attractive. Well, spoiler, attractiveness is subjective. It's based on the viewer and not me. So if someone finds me attractive at one weight and not attractive at a different weight, that's based on their preferences for people. That doesn't have anything to do with like my attractiveness. Because to me, that's, that's based on my own perception of myself. So, okay, it's not possible to be less attractive because attractiveness is subjective based on whoever is looking at me. Okay, so that's not a good reason to make this into a problem. Reason number three, if I gain weight, I might not like myself as much. How much you like yourself has nothing to do with your body and everything to do with how you choose to think about your body. So if my body changes, 
I don't have to then not like it because all I have to do is decide on purpose. What thoughts do I want to think about my body regardless of its size? What thoughts do I want to think on purpose every single day about my body, no matter what it does? Bodies are so dynamic and they're constantly changing anyway. Like, holy cow, talk about trying to white knuckle control to keep your body the same if it's conditional, right? If liking yourself is conditional upon what it looks like. Trying to keep your body the same just is impossible, frankly, right? Those were kind of the three reasons that came up when I really asked myself, like, why is this a problem? Why does my brain want to freak out about this? And when I said those out loud, like, like I wasn't even aware that, that this was my brain's reasoning until I really took a look at it. And I was like, okay, why does my brain think this is necessary? And the second I articulated those things, it was so clearly not true or necessary. Sometimes we want to stay in the drama, in the anxiety, in the overwhelm, in the confusion, in the self-doubt. Because often we are so good at staying in those emotions so much of the time that it becomes very familiar. Our brains, my friends, they prefer familiarity over comfort. Did you know this? So even if the negative emotion is painful and annoying and awful, if it's something that we're familiar with because we feel it all the time, we prefer that over feeling better. Like we prefer hating our bodies because we're so good at it versus loving our bodies because it's unfamiliar, even if it would be so much more comfortable to love our bodies. Isn't this wild? Like I'm reading this book called What Happened to You by Oprah and her therapist, and it's amazing. It's all about trauma, and I just am like so into it. And he talks about this with brains and trauma and and children, how children prefer familiarity of abusive situations versus the comfort of non-abusive situations because that's what brains do, is they need familiarity. They need a world that makes sense. And this is what we do with ourselves. We get so good at just indulging in all of this self-hatred and self-pity and confusion and overwhelm and drama, myself included, obviously, that because it's so familiar, we just think it's necessary to stay there. Now, for me, I used to have way more anxiety. I used to worry way more about my body. My brain is really familiar with that pattern. So in that moment, standing in the kitchen with my husband, Ben, that's all it was doing. It felt so necessary and real and legitimate because that's just how I used to roll. I used to just be really good at thinking about my body in this way. But there was another part of me. There is always another part of me. There is always the option of, well, what do I want to choose on purpose? Because right now, even if this feels familiar and even if it feels safe in a way, it feels terrible and it is a choice. Now, this pattern that my brain was really good at and continues to offer sometimes, like when I'm standing in the kitchen thinking about my body, there's nothing wrong with this pattern happening, right? We don't want to demonize that this happens. It's just a pattern that my brain decided to hold on to. But if you are feeling a certain way about something, it's not because of the something. It's just because of the pattern. It's because of the thoughts you are thinking that's creating the same emotions. This is what gives you power to let it go if you want to. 
It gave me the power to stand there and say, okay, why am I wasting any time here mentally? What is the upside of me sitting here feeling concerned about the scale going up? What is the upside? And in that moment, I could see the pattern for what it was. And I could say, okay, I see exactly what my brain's doing. It's just familiar with this pattern and it thinks that it's necessary. But it is only a pattern and not a true worst case scenario. So if you want to freak out over the scale, if you are gaining weight, whether it's actual fat, whether it's just fluctuations, if the scale ever goes up and you want to freak out about that, my guess is you've probably been really good at doing that for a long time. But before you take that freak out and you start the repentance exercise and the calorie restrictions and the crash diets and the lose 30 pounds in 30 days, before you do that, at least own the part of you that says, part of me wants to freak out right now, but that's not all that's available to me. Own that part of you and say, this part of me that wants to freak out is not because of my body. It's just because of my brain and the thoughts that my brain is really good at thinking. When you can take ownership over that part, it opens up possibilities for you to choose something different on purpose. I don't have to freak out if I don't want to. I don't have to do anything about this if I don't want to. My brain just thinks it's a problem when in reality, it doesn't have to be. I don't have to waste any mental energy here thinking that this is a problem and I should do something about this. If you take ownership in this way, but you still feel a pull to freak out, ask yourself why. What is so painful? What is the story you are telling about this outcome? Like the scale has gone up. So what? Oftentimes when you can answer it even out loud really clearly, it can cause it to dissipate. When you articulate it for yourself and say, okay, this is the reason why I think this is a problem, can give you some space from it to be like, okay, now I can kind of see that maybe these reasons aren't as legitimate as my brain thought they were. That space is really powerful. So after you ask yourself why, if you're just like, nope, I need to freak out about this, ask yourself why, and then ask yourself, what does the other part think? So for me, I answered it out loud when my husband asked me this question in the kitchen. He said, well, what does the other part think in his nonchalant way? And I said, the other part of me thinks that I am incredibly strong and I'm getting incredibly stronger and I'm doing something amazing and I'm doing things in the gym that I've never done before in my entire life ever. I'm lifting heavier than I've ever been able to lift ever. And I feel good and I'm sleeping so great and my energy levels are awesome. That's just the beginning of what the other part thought of the benefits of what is happening in my life and in my weight right now. This part of you, this other part of you that gives you the choice to think something different if you want, this is the part we too often fail to access. This is the part that I was failing to access. I stood in that kitchen and I'm like, well, I think I should just have a meltdown about this because this is obviously a problem for some reason. I, di I didn't even consider accessing that part of my brain that has the choice to say, mm, let's think something different. That's kind of a lame option. This part of us that we are failing to access too often, this is the part that allows us to change. This part of us that decides on purpose how to think and feel, 
this helps us live more intentionally to be who we want to be instead of living as a victim to our thoughts and our emotions. So if there's a part of you that wants to freak out, give that some airtime, that's fine. But take ownership that it's just a part of you and it's only got everything to do with your brain and has nothing to do with your body. It's just a made up problem in your mind, okay? So you can spend some time there if you want. But at least give equal airtime to the other side of it, to that other part of you, to what else could potentially be true here. Just because part of you wants to freak out doesn't mean you have to. That's all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program, where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.